Welcome to Women Leading Change, the podcast that amplifies the voices and missions of women changemakers from around the world. My name is Laureen Nolan Card, women's leadership expert, and I'm going to share the strategies that women changemakers use to successfully lead in bold new ways that are in alignment with their values and true to themselves. Listen weekly as I share personal insights and inspiring interviews with women who are being the change they seek to see. So you too can evolve your own leadership skills, grow your own paradigm shifting business and mission and be the change we're all seeking. Joining me today is Julia James. Julia is a certified life coach with over 15 years experience coaching people through positive career transformations. Based on her own quest for career clarity and her client's successes, Julia feels strongly that career fulfillment extends to every area of life. Author of the award-winning book, The Mini Retreat Solution, Julia provides tools to relax quickly and connect with your inner wisdom. Her calm, positive energy infuses everything she does. Julia's commitment to personal growth and happiness is contagious. And I can tell you from spending time with her that that is indeed true. She is one of those people who fills a room with her energy, uh, which is both positive and calming and also very uplifting. Welcome, Julie. I'm so glad you're here with us. Mm, I'm so glad to be here, Laureen, and thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're very welcome. I want to jump right in and ask you, uh, Julia, what changes it that you're leading in the world right now? Mm, Thank you for asking. Well, the change I'm leading is about positive career transformation. I really love helping people find uh, their calling, really. It's it's about finding work that's truly meaningful for you and that really energizes and inspires you. And I feel like when we get into that place of doing the work that we're really meant to do on this planet, everything else aligns in life. You know, you you feel healthier, happier, and more connected all around. Mm. And yeah, while this, you know, this uh, finding your purpose seems to be so easy for um, many other parts in nature, like flowers and and bees, they just know what to do intuitively. Mm. <laughs> and um, and for humans, how, however, this this journey can really be tough. And mm-hmm. it was um, it was challenging for me to find my calling. Yeah, and so I really, really believe that um, we need support on this journey. And that's um, yeah. So that's mm-hmm. my leadership comes in right there. How would one start? What would be the starting point of finding your calling or your purpose? Absolutely. Yeah. And it really does sound very big. And and I think for a lot of my clients, when they, when they first, um, when they first realize that they're looking for that, it's more like the realization, I'm not happy at work. This is not working for me. I feel kind of stuck. Those are more the things that they notice initially. Mm-hmm. And that they really are longing for something that is more meaningful, something where they feel like they're making a contribution, they're doing something that really matters to them. 
and where they're feeling connected to a change that, you know, a positive change that they want to lead in the world. So ultimately, it's really about me leading these people into becoming the change leaders they want to be. Right. <laughs> I to call it that. And so in terms of the first step um, on, on their own, like uh, what people can do on their own right away, and I always encourage that, is, is to actually tune in to the things that come natural, that come easy, that bring you joy. Mm-hmm. And start doing just even just a little bit more of that. And right. it doesn't have to be career related at all. Right. Sometimes, you know, we, we, we kind of discard the things that we love to do because they're like, well, I can't make money doing that. Uh-huh. Um, but just start anyways, doing a little bit more of that kind of stuff. And it will, um, it just will increase your, the energy that you have available. Mm-hmm. And also so often I see that there's so much information, so much rich information hidden in those things that we just naturally love to do that actually can really lead us in the way. And again, mm-hmm. you don't have to figure that out on your own. That's where I step in and help um, with the discovery process. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, as a, as a first step, really leaning into joy and into those things that you just love to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do you find that people tend to undervalue the things that they do quite naturally and easily, um, intuitively? Yes. Yes. I would say the the answer is really yes. We most mostly do undervalue that, including me when I was on that journey. I just thought that was just, it wasn't anything special, you know, because what happens is the things that come so naturally to us and so easily we, we feel like they, they're just, you know, doesn't everybody think like that? Or doesn't everybody do this anyways? And no, the answer is no. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I think we've come to associate work with something that has to be a challenge or that has to be hard or a struggle. Right. Like even the word work. Like I was once mm-hmm. working with a, with a client and she really had to stop calling it work because as soon as she was talking about work, you know, she felt all heavy and, and frustrated and, and all of that. And I said, we don't have to call it work. It could just be, you know, your, um, you know, your engagement or like you can come up with another term or your, like, um, you know, your, your, uh, your contribution or something like that. It's, yeah. um, so it's so interesting how we are in this culture, you know, so much uh, conditioned to see work as something that has to be hard mm-hmm. and, where we then, you know, the things that come easy and that are playful or that are just, you know, um, where we can just lose ourselves, where we feel so happy that, that we sort of disassociate them from anything that we could, uh, that we could make money with. Right. Yes. Yes. What's your vision? So if everyone were to find their calling and to uh, be engaged and make money, from their their from that place of ease and joy and and purpose mm-hmm. what's your greatest vision for humankind yeah well thank you for asking i i just see a world filled with a lot more kindness and care and happiness and peace and well-being and connection Mm. and collaboration and ease, you know, Mm -hmm. and 
Yeah. And fulfillment. And, and, you know, as you imagine this world with me, it's just like, you can see the smiling faces and just the, it's so meaningful, you know? And, and, and I think the whole sense of like, you know, struggle and frustration and competition and all of that will just fall off. Mm -hmm. And I think the other piece also, this vision that I have is a very abundant vision where there is enough for everyone. Mm-hmm. And we can, you know, we all, we're all valued. We're all appreciated for what we bring, for the special gifts we bring. And we, we value each other. Mm-hmm. And so it's like this, I really, I love the, the term mutual flourishing. Mm. place of where we are mutually flourishing and just expanding. Because I believe that's actually why we're here. We're, we're on this journey because we, the universe, you know, is, is naturally always expanding. And so are we. Mm-hmm. And so on this path, when we, when we find, when we connect with our calling, it, it's just an ever expanding uh, experience of mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Very rich. Yes. Beautiful. What would you say to the people who, I'm sure you've encountered this before, but what would you say to the people who say that's like a pipe dream? That's not possible. Mm-hmm. You know, work is hard and it's always been and it always will be. Um, mm-hmm. What do you say to them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's like, what do you say to them? It, it's uh, I, the, the song Imagine from John Lennon comes to mind. Right. And, you know, and that, yes, you may say I'm a dreamer, uh-huh, right. <laughs> but I'm not the only one. And yes. because I really believe that we are on a, on a really pivotal point in, in um, human history. I mean, we're as a species, we're still pretty young. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we're in this realm of, uh, you know, teenage experience right now as a, as a species. And we are really, um, there, there is this place where, can, where we can really find ourselves right now and really get on the path that's true. Mm-hmm. And so I believe there is a huge shift coming. And, um, and we can all, I mean, we, we are all part of this and we might as well become, you know, active participants. Mm-hmm. yes yes well, I'm not sure if I answered the question of like what would I do what would I say to these mm-hmm. people to the naysayers it's it's often of course you know the work starts with the people that where there is a little bit of a crack of an opening right yeah and often the crack of an opening comes through the pain through the suffering right just being stuck in a place that's really not working anymore right. sometimes there are some physical health issues that come along with that or mental health issues and and when you're really in pain and you, you know, you, you cannot move forward any longer in, on, you know, in this trajectory, I think that's where sometimes the readiness comes from, from mm-hmm. people to, 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 uh, to reach out and mm-hmm. to seek something more meaningful. Right. So when we're on our knees, we're ready to ask for help usually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. We, we are tough. We are tough species, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Very resilient. <laughs> very resilient. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of talk in, in the coaching industry uh, about making leaps. You know, if you're not happy where you are, you make a leap and you knit the parachute as you're on the way down. Mm. <laughs> um, and, and I have, I haven't, yeah, that's super scary, right? Mm-hmm. I haven't asked you this, so I don't even know what your answer will be, but I'm, I am curious. Um, 
about whether or not uh, you found that to be the case? You know, have you any stories to share about how people have made the leap? Or is it a case of in your work, you've seen more people kind of building the bridge as they go? Yes, it's the, the later is true more for, more for most people. Mm-hmm. And it is building the bridge as you go. I love that metaphor. And another metaphor that I often like to use is, is like, really, it, start, it all starts with baby steps. Right. So it's not, I don't believe in the leaping part because it's so scary and brings mm-hmm. all the fears. And mm-hmm. also if, so the, the you know, my, my um, business is called, you know, career clarity coaching. So it's all about having clarity. And often in the beginning, when people start out, there's a lot of confusion. So they don't have clarity. Mm -hmm. And I don't recommend leaping before you actually know where you're leaping to. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And that's sort of the the thing where often the fear also pops up so so tremendously because it's like, well, I'm just going to go for it. But if you don't know where you're going, sort of Mm -hmm. like get into your car and you don't know where you're going, well... Uh, you, you may not end up where it's actually good for you. Right. You may end up in, the, in another place that's not working. So right. that's why the baby steps of discovery of in connecting with your, with your innate strengths, with um, befriending change, um, you know, making small little changes mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. are and improving your life. It doesn't even have to initially be work-related. It could be changing something in your personal life, maybe um, where you do your workout or something that may be just more positive for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and starting with these really small and sometimes even seemingly insignificant changes actually gives us the leverage to then eventually make bigger changes and become more comfortable with mm-hmm. the bigger changes. And once we have what I see in my clients is once you actually have the laser clarity of what your calling is and what you're meant to do in the world, well, then the leap actually doesn't feel so much like a leap anymore. Right, right. It still is, but Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, exactly where you're leaping. It's more like one big step. Yes. And Mm -hmm. and it's also, and and usually again, it's more like a series of steps. It's Mm -hmm. not one big thing that you do. And I think sometimes when when we talk about the leaping, um, we almost discount all the all the small steps that lead to mm. this, you know, to this change. Mm-hmm. It's it's really often. I think I, I'm I'm a firm believer in in like consistency and and taking small consistent action steps. That's where I see the big transformation happening. Mm-hmm. I find sometimes when we just try to do knee jerk, you know, big thing then it's, it, we, we, you know, we, we, we bounce back and we don't, we don't actually get to the place where we really want to be. Mm-hmm. What are some of the transformations that you've seen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks for asking. Well, I've uh, witnessed um, one of my clients, um, his name is John. He, he was an accountant and he wasn't happy. He really didn't, um, you know, he, he just wasn't an accountant at heart, and, but he didn't really quite know what, what he was. And, and in his journey, he, um, he eventually came to the place where he realized he really wanted to be a um, paramedic. So completely different, you know, and, and, um, and the change that he manifested was so big. And, and, and at the same time, it was all like the journey of getting there was sort of one step at a time. And he, um, he first changed within, you know, the financial sector and he was, he was sort of looking within there, but it really came to him that 
when he was actually standing at a red traffic light and just was annoyed about the light not changing. And then he just had this thought of like, well, who can, who can ride through the, who can drive through the red light, (laughs) (laughs) the ambulances. And, and then he just got curious about it and, and started looking into it and got really excited and then took the training. And once he was in the training, he, he, he really felt like he had found his tribe, you know, all the Mm -hmm. other people in the training and the trainers and, and everybody was just like him. And so just, you know, very people oriented and very action oriented and very much, you know, in their body and, and moving fast. Mm-hmm. And so it was a huge um, transformation for him. And uh, yeah, so, and, and cool. he was actually also dealing with a lot of health challenges when he was um, in the accountant role. And now he's just, you know, happy and healthy. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So very, you know, very unexpected. I didn't know. The, the thing is that I don't actually know where people no. are going to right. find their calling. And, um, and another client of mine, uh, well, she was, um, she had been in, uh, in the hotel industry for, for decades and was, knew that she was done with that, but also had been out of, um, out of the, the working force for a while because she and her husband were living in, in countries where she didn't have a work permit. And so it was both the challenge of finding her way back into being, you know, a a businesswoman and also changing paths at the same time and reconnecting with her strengths and with the things that just naturally bring her joy. Uh, you know, one piece at a time, we puzzled it all together. And, uh, and she um, found her calling as an editor for a fashion magazine. Oh, wow. And that's, so that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, so yeah, and she is super happy doing that. And, and, um, and again, it was both that reconnecting with her confidence and with her courage and with the, the, the strengths that are really innately within her. Mm. So, yeah, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Do you find that some people, um, after working with you actually stay in the jobs they're in, but they do them differently? Yes. Yeah, very much so. And, and sometimes it's surprising. I've, I've worked with a number of nurses, for example, where they were absolutely sure that they needed a big change and that mm-hmm. they needed to completely change careers because that was absolutely not working for them. Mm-hmm. And then through the journey of, again, discovering of what makes them feel strong and what they love to do and what brings them joy, they actually realized that that they loved nursing. It was just the conditions and the work environment and the, um, the way things were done that wasn't working with for them. And mm-hmm. then once they had that clarity, they could look within their field for sort of niche positions where it would be a different experience. And, and, uh, and they, both of these, these nurses found a niche that really was working well for them and where they had more control and more choice and, um, and just really could design how they were contributing. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's, it's often the case. And, um, and at the onset, again, we don't know whether it's going to be a complete change from, you know, accountant to paramedic or mm-hmm. whether it's going to be a shift within your profession and, uh, but changing, changing the employer or changing the parameters or changing the, you know, the amount that you work, it can be all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which brings me to a question I always like to ask about how you make decisions, because I think that 
um, a lot of people have difficulty making decisions and, and people have their own ways of doing it. And so I want to ask you, Julia, how do you make you know tough decisions? Do you have a guiding force or do you have a not, not so much a formula, but an important uh, way of navigating important decisions? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for asking. And I agree. It's, it's a really important part. And it, of course, also plays often into this whole journey. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of decision making, <laughs> as, yes. as you find your calling, of course. And I, um, I really strongly believe in, in, in my intuition. So that's mm-hmm. my guiding force, you know, tuning in to the wisdom of my body and my spirit and to into this deep knowing of what really deeply resonates. And when um, sometimes I, I find a resonance in something that from the logical perspective seems like <laughs> a poor choice or seems... Um, weird or, or strange or whatever. And, um, but I have come to the place in my life where I I trust that intuition more than my logical brain. Mm. And, um, and then it's often only after the fact that it all makes a lot of sense. Right. Right. Yeah. Later or something. Um, but, but I, um, I have become more comfortable and I am becoming more and more comfortable with being in this um, sort of mysterious unfolding mm-hmm. and, um, and find it actually uh, quite um, exciting to be mm-hmm. on this journey because it is really like we're all on this journey and we don't exactly know how it's going to unfold. Uh, but leaning into this, into this inner knowing is really, as from my experience, is, is really, you know, guiding me down the right path ultimately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you always trusted your intuition? No, of course not. No. <laughs> yeah. So how, the, did you, how did you get to this place of being able to trust it? Yeah, thank you. So it's really my, my practice, my daily practice of Qigong and meditation, connecting with nature that has helped tremendously on this journey of connecting more and more deeply with my intuition, mm. along with, of course, the, all the coach training that I have received and all the coaching I'm giving. It's like mm-hmm. I'm helping other people lean into their intuition. Mm. And I am really also noticing my own intuition so much. Uh, I'm working with my intuition in each coaching call as well. So there's been just a lot more focus on uh, even just the awareness that there is intuition and mm-hmm. then listening to it and tuning in. And I, I, I believe it's, it's, we really do need to find ways to tune in to connect mm-hmm. with the intuition. It's mm-hmm. um, the f- figuring things out by logic. We can often, you know, draw out the, the pro and the pros and the cons and, and do a lot of like brainy, you know, exercises, but, but it's ultimately when we tune into the intuition, it's, it's very much an internal process. Mm-hmm. And so my journey of, of, um, just finding, I guess what, what really, what prompted me to go this down this path of wanting to connect more with my intuition was actually the, the noticing that the, when I was making these decisions just with my logical brain, that it wasn't working out so well. So mm. that's, for example, how I chose my, my past career. I was a scientist before I became a career clarity coach. Mm. And it was um, 
very much a decision that, you know, this would be, this would be good, you know, for the planet, because again, I was all about (laughs) saving the planet at that time too. But it was more like, well, you know, if I want to make a difference, I need to study science because that's where we will make a change. Uh, Now I know, of course, that's absolutely not the only way to make a change. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was sort of a head decision. And Mm. I think each time that I navigated from this logical place, it didn't work out so well. And and that's why ultimately I, I trust you know, I trust the intuition a lot more because that's when things unfold beautifully. <laughs> right. And you've had positive experiences when you do that. Absolutely. Right. Like, for example, you know, the, the whole journey into coaching and becoming a career clarity coach that was guided by my intuition. And um, yeah, and I mean, recently, um, you know, just things like I, I was thinking that I would like to, or the idea, you know, sort of the intuitive hit hit that, I would like to offer a career clarity mini retreat in one of my clients' homes because she's recently moved and she loves to a new place. And I, I love working with this client. And I just had this feeling that it would be good. And so mm. I checked in with her and she's like, I love the idea. And, and so now this is actually happening this Saturday. And it, um, yeah, so I'm excited. But it, was, it wasn't something where I thought, well, how do I get more clients? And right, right. What the, <laughs> but it was just more, I woke up in the morning. I thought, ooh, I would like to do this somehow. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then I just, well, I'll just check in with her. We'll see what she thinks. And she was delighted. And, so it's, and then, you know, she's done all the promotion and there'll be, you know, seven people there and they've already all paid me. And it's just like, you know, very, very little effort on my part. That's what I find too, with like leaning into the intuition. Mm. Again, things just get easier and all this, you know, struggle. Right. Essentially fades away. Right. Right. Mm. Beautiful. So instead of being this uphill battle, you're going with what feels good and what feels right and things get easier. Yes. And you come out in, in a better place than you could have even imagined with your logical brain. Very true. Amazing. Exactly. Amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's beautiful. So intuition and, and trusting that um, is, your, is your guiding force in making decisions. Yes. Yeah. And then, you know, the way I feel intuition, it, it, it is, you know, sometimes I, an image with this, this idea, for example, of leading the mini retreat in, in my client's home, it was just, I got this image, you mm. know, and sometimes it's, it's, it's more like a body sensation or a feeling. The intuition communicates in different ways at different times, but it's, it's really listening in. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a practice of, of listening and getting good at listening. Mm-hmm. And knowing what it is, because I, I'm sure that you've seen this in your clients where it's tough to tell the difference between intuition and fear. So is it your intuition talking to you or your fears talking to you it can be different, difficult to discern at the beginning of that. Practice. Absolutely. And that's again where I come back to, you know, we don't have to go this journey alone. Right. And it, it's like, I mean, I, of course, also receive coaching and receive support and I'm not doing this journey alone. Mm-hmm. I think that is the other piece in, in our culture, um, you know, specifically North American culture, where we've been so conditioned to this like lone ranger, <laughs> you know, that sort of frontier spirit of like, we, we do this alone. And 
it wasn't true then and it's definitely not true now. We are always, um, you know, we always do things with the support of others, mm-hmm. whether we're aware of it or not. But I think consciously seeking out support, I see that as a huge strength and, and not as a weakness. I think we, we all, it's, it's another realization of, of like we are interconnected and we, we need each other. Mm-hmm. We do need each other. And, and sometimes it gets really, it can get really difficult. I mean, right now, the climate of our culture and all that's going on in the world right now can be pretty heavy and difficult. And fear and anger, it can be a natural place for people to go to. And I'm wondering if you have any thoughts on how we navigate this difficult global landscape from a place of, of love versus fear and, and anger. Mm. Mm, yes. Thank you. Thank you for asking, Laureen. Mm. Well, I, I strongly believe that, you know, love is the most powerful force yes. in the universe. It is, it is just so powerful. And so the more we can actually lean into the truth that in our essence, we all are love. Yes. And sometimes for some people, it's like when you hear this for the first time, it's sort of like, huh, what's she talking about? But it is our intrinsic nature. Love is our intrinsic nature. And it's, it's really more and more leaning into the truth that that's really fundamentally who we are. So when, when we are acting out of fear or hate, we're actually we're misaligned with our intrinsic nature. We're sort of, um, we're, we're a lot more wobbly and, and we're not as strong. We're not as powerful. So I believe it's, it's like really connecting with the love that we are and with the love that the universe is. It's like, we are all part of this universe. And so we are all, we are all love. And, and even imagining, you know, I think often we see ourselves as separate, you know, as individuals mm-hmm. walking around. Um, and, and really, we're so interconnected that I, I love this image. Sometimes when I, when I need to reconnect with, uh, with the concept of that we're all one, I imagine just a huge, you know, beautiful flower and imagine just that we're all petals of this one huge flower. Mm-hmm. You can also imagine like a, a, a big organism and, and we're all cells of this big organism. Mm-hmm. We all, we're all one. And when we see um, things that, that are concerning for us in the world, I think it is more powerful to send love and send healing in that direction than to, um, to freeze into fear or to, um, or to get angry about these things. And, and of course, you know, anger exists and, and it also has its right place, but it's almost like then getting into that fierce love <laughs> from the anger place, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I believe it's, it's very, very powerful when we can. And also when, when you look at how change has really occurred in the past, how positive transformation has, has happened, it's been through love, like, you know, Right. Um, like Gandhi mm-hmm. um, and, um, and Mandela, it, it, it's like this, these are, that's the power of love mm-hmm. and, and the systems that were based on fear, uh, dictatorships and so on, they've all, you know, over time. And of course, sometimes it takes a long time for those systems to collapse, but they are not, not really powerful, even though they seem powerful. Mm-hmm. 
And, and it can be really painful too. It can be, you know, on an individual and collective basis, it can be really painful. You know, we can lose loved ones. We can have loved ones be, um, you know, tortured and, and really brutal things can happen in the world. Absolutely. And then all the more, it's so important to, to, you know, lean into and reconnect with that intrinsic nature that we already are love. Mm-hmm. You know, there've been, um, well, I can't remember her name, but there was this woman who, who, uh, was in a, in a really, really small room in Africa while, um, you know, lots of turmoil was happening outside and she was there, uh, in this really, really small room with, I think, five or six other women. Oh, yes. I think I remember this. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and she, she actually realized anytime she was really angry, her situation was terrible and unbearable. unbearable. Mm-hmm. And when she realized, when she leaned back into love, she was, she was actually in this blissful place in, in, you know, in this really awful little, you know, bathroom that was hot and sticky and smelly and all, you know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. not enough water, not enough food. Um, but when she connected with love, she, she, um, you know, she was actually happy even Mm. in really, you know, seemingly really awful situation. So I believe that if we really can lean into that and, and, you know, re, you know, realign with our true nature, even in very, very trying circumstances, um, and that's where we tap back into our true power. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, this is, we, we are doing this together. So I think it's very important to remember that we don't have to do this alone. We don't have to go this alone and, and um, connecting, mm-hmm. collaborating with other people is, is, um, is always more powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. It's mm-hmm. a very thoughtful and um, astute answer. I appreciate it. Which brings me to wondering if you could suggest any changes kind of in our, in, in our global leadership, um, the qualities that our global leaders embody, uh, what would you like to see more of? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, my, my dream would be sort of like a Dalai Lama kind of leadership. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> or like an Elizabeth May kind of leadership. It's, it's mm-hmm. that, like, you know, I would say really connecting with the wisdom, the compassion, the love, kindness, uh, collaboration. And those are really what, what I see as, as fundamentally like very positive um, leadership qualities. Mm-hmm. Yes. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. And how can we help you as you are leading in your space and your vision of people being able to support themselves financially in their callings and bringing their gifts and their, their brightest parts of themselves who they are meant to be in this world as you bring that vision and help others to become that, how can we support you? financially or otherwise. Yeah. Thank you so much for asking, Laureen. And I, I, I feel like the strongest support is really encouraging the people in your circle to, um, to, to take the steps. So encouraging them to not stay stuck in a job that's not working for them. Encouraging them to to start leaning into what is it that really brings them joy, and and encouraging to seek support on this journey to finding something that's more fulfilling for them. Mm-hmm. 
And I believe as, as, um, as we do that, as we encourage other people to take these steps, and also, of course, we ourselves are taking these steps, it's, it's sort of that ripple effect is happening and more and more people are transforming. And I, it's, it's just that that momentum is, keeps on building. Mm-hmm. We're creating a new, we're creating our future together, really. Right. And the collective becomes infused with that different energy. Absolutely. And, the, the, you know, that just like that, um, that feeling of possibility and, and abundance and, and, um, and really, really living into our potential mm-hmm. becomes a reality. And, and what I offer is, is a free career clarity consultation for anybody who is ready to get clear on their calling get clear on their on their fulfilling career path. And, um, and so if, if there's someone in your circle that, um, that is sort of ready or where you have a sense they are ready, then, um, yeah, just connecting them with me. And I'd be very happy to, to, um, to have a conversation because it's ultimately always starts with a conversation and always begins with that, um, with the noticing if that's the right time. And Mm -hmm. for them. Yes. Yes. Thank you. And how can we connect with you then? Um, I'll put your, your information in the show notes um, mm-hmm. and, but you can just tell us how we can connect with you. Absolutely. Yeah. So my website is Julia James, J U L I A J A M E S all one word. And then dot C A for Canada. Mm-hmm. And then on my website, there are, you can, you can connect with me via, um, you know, via like message mm-hmm. or you can also call me. And also you can, you can sign up for um, my e-newsletter, The Spark of Inspiration, and receive three steps to get unstuck right away. Oh, great. That <laughs> yeah, sounds great. Thank you. Free offering. Exactly. So, mm. Yeah, so on, like, on, my, on my website, there's all kinds of ways to connect with me and all kinds of hugely valuable information. So I encourage you to check it out. JuliaJames.ca Thank you, Julia. Mm-hmm. Well, I really appreciate your time today and such thoughtful conversation. And thank you for sharing your heart and your gifts with us um, as you shine your light from its place of joy in the world. Thank you. Mm, thank you so much, Lorene. And I just so appreciate your way of asking questions and engaging in meaningful dialogue. And you are such a beautiful spirit. And, and I really appreciate your contribution and creating this forum for Mm. women to share. Thank you. Thank you. That feels like great appreciation. I really, that really feels good. Thank you. Mm, You're so welcome. And thank you. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to iTunes and subscribe. When you leave us a review, I'll select one lucky reviewer each month to receive a special prize. You can also find us on the very special Divas That Care network at divasthatcare.com. Until next time, keep being you.